This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Truly steps beyond convenient. Going to talk a little bit about the NBA playoffs with our next guest, uh, ESPN broadcaster Ryan Ruka. Ryan, thanks for taking the time. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Good to be with you. Yeah, um, we appreciate it. I want to start here. You're calling that Memphis San Antonio series and the take that for data with David Fisdale, who was very popular with Heat fans down here, uh, has gotten a lot of attention. I mean, even Pat Riley came out and said he was proud of him and all the rest of that. Uh, how much of last night do you think was sort of uh, building on the enthusiasm and everything that had happened? And how much of it was just uh, a team got home and some of its role players played better? You know, I think it's definitely, of course, a little bit of both, but I think it was actually very significant uh, for um, the tangible product that we saw on the floor yesterday. Because if you think about what Memphis has gone through in this particular matchup of late, you know, they had lost 10 straight playoff games to San Antonio, you know, for the most part over those first two games. I know Memphis had come back a little bit in the second half of game two, but for the most part, it really felt like San Antonio was going to steamroll them. And I think David Fisdale, he changed the narrative. You know, he changed the conversation. He galvanized a group that is reliant upon activity and physicality. And he also fired up his fans. So that last night was an incredibly rambunctious crowd at FedEx Forum. And Greg Popovich has talked about being curious to see how this group, since there are a lot of new pieces for him, would respond to a road playoff atmosphere. And I think it was important to give them a real hostile atmosphere to see how they'd respond. And that's what the Memphis fans did. And I think they did that in part because of the rallying cry that David Fisdale started. So, I mean, I know a lot of times for sake of uh, our own purposes, we like to build up these different moments uh, of entertainment into bigger pieces of narrative. But I actually think it was pretty significant in what we saw last night. Ryan, you're seeing the Spurs up close right now. Can they beat Golden State, and is there anything Greg Popovich can do to to help those guys, or is, is it all on Kawhi and the guys on the court? Well, I think Pop can always, uh, you know, he always comes up with different ways to put uh, his players in positions to access, you know, their skill set and, and do whatever they do best. So I always think, you know, there's a chance of him getting a little bit more um, out of the pieces on his roster than some other coaches can. Uh, I think it's going to be incredibly tough. You know, I, I felt all along looking at this uh, Western Conference that Houston was the team that had, that, first of all, that Golden State was by far the favorites. Then that Houston was the team that would give them maybe the the best matchup, the best fight. And even Utah, I thought to a certain degree, could be uh, a little more difficult for them, perhaps, than San Antonio, but then watching Tony Parker games one and two of this series made me think, hmm, all right, if the Spurs can get that out of Parker, it could be a little more interesting. Then he reverted back to kind of the fears we had about him going into the postseason uh, in game three. So I think, you know, the tough thing, as you guys know, 
is the athleticism of the guards of San Antonio and how they would play against the incredible athleticism of Golden State and whether or not uh, they would be able to keep up for a seven-game series. And I think, um, you know, the answer probably leans towards that's going to be a really tough one for San Antonio. But I want to see how Parker bounces back uh, in the rest of this series after the promising outings we saw from him in game one and two. Talking to Ryan Rucco from ESPN, he called the Spurs and the Grizzlies last night. You know, Kawhi Leonard being, you know, considered as one of the top four MVP candidates this year, certainly well-deserved, maybe the best two-way player in the league. But sometimes he has games like he had last night where he doesn't sort of impose his will on it. You know, he's, 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 he's so even keel that sometimes uh, I feel like, you know, he can be more aggressive than he is. What did you see last night? I think, I think you're right about that. Uh, as far as the second half goes, he's in the second half, he took two shots. Um, and, you know, some of it may have been stunted by pop pulling his starters 52 seconds into the third quarter. And, you know, no doubt threw off the rhythm a little bit and, and uh, in the first half, you know, Kawhi was in a little bit of foul trouble early, but he still managed 16 points efficiently in that first half. I, I, I agree. I think in the second half, you know, he wasn't aggressive enough. Um, I also think there was probably a little more attention paid to him after the way that uh, he had punished Memphis in the first two games. But when you – and I think one of the things that made the MVP case a uh, legitimate one for Kawhi is when you look at their roster, you see – you know, they are incredibly reliant upon Kawhi Leonard, not just defending at the level we've come to expect, but scoring for them and scoring a lot and scoring efficiently. Um, and in the first two games, you got that and you got San Antonio wins. Yesterday, you had a closely played first half where you got a lot of that from Kawhi. And then in the second half, you didn't have uh, any of it. And, and a lot of that also had to do with him not getting to the line. He had lived at the line the first two contests. So maybe some of the residue of David Fisdale's, um, you know, remarks, and then maybe also a little bit of Kawhi not being as aggressive as he needed to be in that second half. Ryan, we just had a, an argument raging here started by our 21 year old intern who said that <laughs> LeBron James, yes. Yeah, so you know, what's coming here. LeBron James is possibly the most, ta well, he said he's the most talented player to, to ever play in the NBA, more talented than Michael Jordan. So let's spin it forward. I'll ask you this. If LeBron wins the title this year, beating Golden State, does that LeBron versus Michael Jordan argument gain more steam, or is there still a generational, a huge generational gap right there? Well, I think it gains more steam. Um, I think every uh, title LeBron wins from here forward, assuming there are more, uh, will, you know, then project into the conversation of, you know, him and Jordan because, you know, there's really – no one else for him to gun for, right? Or for us to discuss him against. I feel like if you, I mean, certainly you can make an argument for other greats in this league, but I feel like it is not difficult to make the argument that LeBron James is the second greatest basketball player in NBA history. So then obviously anything else that he ends up putting on the trophy case becomes evidence or fodder for whether or not he is in fact the greatest um of all time. It's tough because, you know, when it comes to Jordan, the unblemished finals feels like sort of the trump card, right? Mm -hmm. But at the same time, if you were asking, you know, 30 GMs who they would take to start their roster, 
I think there's probably a good chance that more than half would take LeBron, right? So oh. I, 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 I still lean uh, Jordan there, mm-hmm. but I, I mean, I think that you can, you could definitely have the conversation. I mean, he, he's just so ridiculously good that I, I don't think uh, anybody's stepping out of bounds to have that conversation at all. Ryan, our, our intern raised his arms in victory when you said that remark about the GM. So you made somebody's day. How about that? <laughs> That's what I'm here for. I, I, I'm here to support all of your interns in their battles against both of you. That's, that's, that's why you had the on, and, and the texters. The, the battles against the texters are really hard ones to win. Uh, actually, another reason we have you on, we're talking to Ryan Rucco. Um, the Milwaukee Bucks are up 2-1 in this series against Toronto, uh, could you please pronounce Tor- uh, Milwaukee's best player's name a couple <laughs> of times here? You, you got Giannis Adetokounmpo. And I heard you talking about this, uh, I think, with Dan Levitard here, uh, yeah. who uh, originated here at our station. You've done you've done some study on this, correct? I, I have. So um, it's funny because, you know, obviously his name has been out. He's, it's his fourth year in the league, but – this is the year where it's really come to life because his star has grown so much this year. Um, but I, in his rookie year, I um, listened to clips uh, of him saying his own name. And he says, he says like, Adetokumbo. Like, but I'm not going to say the beginning part that swiftly, right? Because that's, that would be unnatural for me. You know, that's not my accent, right? But you would look at it as like A-H- D-E-H-P-O-H-K-O-O-N-B-O would be how he's, you know, phonetically saying it just like more swiftly than I can. And then I, one of my really good friends is Spiro Didis, who, uh, who is doing playoff games right now for TNT and NBA TV. Um, and he's Greek. And so he knows Giannis. And so we used to talk about the pronunciation. Um, and then I've talked to people who speak his language as well and see the, the differences um, that NT becomes a uh, D and then the MP at the end becomes a B. So that's where the pronunciation comes from. But it, it doesn't, I mean, it doesn't sound like it looks. So I've actually, this year then I started hearing it so many different ways, even though I had done this research back when he was a rookie, I went back to him and asked him and he confirmed for me that that was the correct way to say it. Um, And then I even, uh, talked with one of his uh, best friends in in, uh, in Greece recently who confirmed it as well. Uh, but it's funny because, you know, you start hearing it a bunch of different ways and you begin to question yourself. Because, like, wait a second, I know I did all this research, but, gosh, it, you know, now we have seven different announcers saying it seven different ways. But, yeah, Adetokounmpo would be the correct way. All right. So you've got a, we got a lesson there, a phonetics lesson. <laughs> Uh, a linguistics lesson uh, from Ryan Rucco. Is he right? I mean, is he the rightful heir to uh, LeBron in the Eastern Conference? Do you think? You know what? It's starting to feel like that, isn't it? Like, uh, you know, the way he has imposed his will on this series has been remarkable. Um, and one of the, you know, the, perhaps the the number one thing that's always jumped off the page for LeBron James first and foremost was what he could do at his size, right? Like, oh, my gosh, he is a freakish locomotive, and he can handle the ball like a point guard. Well, guess what? You know, Giannis, that's the number one thing that jumps out, too. Like, oh, my gosh, like, he could run the point, and he also has a 7'4 wingspan, and he will be backing you down, and suddenly 
activate, you know, go, go gadget arm and just boom, plop it down on your head. Um, and he works, guys. Like, I mean, you know this from covering the league. He really works to the point that GM John Hammond and, and Jason Kidd have talked about him being too hard on himself because after games, and Lee Jenkins did a great job profiling this in SI, you know, sometimes after games, if he's not happy with something he's done, he will drive to the practice facility and work on it till 3 in the morning. Like, this guy is just an incredible worker, and he's, he's only 22, you know? So, yeah, I would say of all the players in the East, he feels like the guy most capable of taking that torch. Ryan, this it seems still seems inevitable that we're going to see Cleveland and Golden State, and yes, I think Cleveland is definitely getting out of the East. But what what do you think will or could surprise us on our way to that? Is there a chance that one of those teams doesn't make the finals? Even, I mean, I, I do I do think there's a chance. Um, I think there's more of a chance with Cleveland than there is with. Um, Golden State, but I do think there's a chance. Look, we, we, and this is the sort of the obvious cop out answer, right? But like injuries always can play a part in it, right? We, mm-hmm. we saw that last year uh, with Golden State and, and how it kind of threw things off for them a little bit with the injuries that they dealt with with Steph and, and then Bogut. And, and we know right now Durant's battling a calf and, is, you know, who knows if that, you know, just stays as it is now or gets worse or whatever. So I think it's possible. Um, you know, I think Utah is a tougher team than people realize. Quinn Snyder, I believe, is brilliant. Uh, they have people who can put it in the bucket. They have a lot of really, really good players. They have a tough home court, and they can defend. Um, if Gobert gets back healthy, and we'll see whether or not he can get back uh, in this series and, and in this postseason healthy. They're a team, I think, that's interesting to watch and could, you know, um, you know, could, could potentially at least make for a more interesting series than some people think. I thought Toronto was set up to really give Cleveland a run for its money. So did because, I, Ryan. So did right? I. Oh, I, 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 pick, looked, I picked them to beat Cleveland. I thought they'd get out of the East. Yeah. And, and look, it's only they're only down 2-1 in the series. We've seen them be down in series before and win them, right? Um, so, I mean, even last year against Cleveland, they looked totally listless in the first two games and then won the next two against Cleveland um, before succumbing in six. So, I, I like their pieces. I like how they fit. I also like the idea of them facing Cleveland in the second round rather than in the Eastern Conference Finals when Cleveland may be firing on, you know, all cylinders by that point point, have totally found their rhythm. But it's tough to go there with Toronto after seeing the way Milwaukee has just totally handled them through these first three games. Ryan, thanks for taking the time. Ryan Rucco, so are you, are you, you handling uh, Memphis-San Antonio the rest of the way or do you switch over to another series? Game Game Four will have uh, Memphis San Antonio. I, the rest of the series, I don't know how it shapes out yet with us flipping back and forth uh, series and networks. But Game Four will be 8 p.m. on ESPN tomorrow night, and I will have that. All right, take that for data. Thanks, Ryan. Appreciate it. <laughs> you got it. Be Thank well, you. guys. Thanks for having me. All right. When we come back, we'll go to the tech. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.